Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. It is Wednesday, December 12th, and my soundboard has decided that today it wanted to take a vacation, so I won't have any of my sound effects, but that's all right, because I didn't have sound effects for like the first two years of this podcast. We gonna be all right. This is Thinking Outside the Boombox. Sound effects or no sound effects. This is still your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. Let's get it. So, um, you know, we here. We here. Last week, I had to run a little audible. Um, the Grammy nominations didn't come out when the Academy said they were going to. Um, but I think... Uh, the Audible turned out nicely, got a nice episode highlighting Spillage Village um, and everything that they have to offer. But today, this week, Grammy nominations are in, my predictions are set in the Dig Deeper segment this week. We will be going through the Grammy nominations and the hip-hop, the R&B, and the general field, the big four categories as well as a few other ones that um, you should pay attention to um, because, you know, some of our people, you know, might be getting some wins. Um, but, yeah, so I'm excited to talk about that. Grammy season is always interesting because they they, they just they can never really seem to get it 100 percent correctly, 100 uh, percent correct. I mean, they honestly can't really ever get like 70 percent correct, but. You know, we'll talk more about that. But before we get to all that, uh, let's jump into the song of the week. So this week, um, since it's Grammy uh, Grammy season, I'm going to divert from the sampler series this week. And I want to highlight one of the songs that was nominated for a Grammy this year. Um, And that song is by the five-time, five-time Five-time, five-time, five-time Grammy Award-winning singer from Chicago, Illinois, and that is Layla Hathaway. Um, She has won a number of Grammys in her lifetime. Um, She's the daughter of Donnie Hathaway, so you know she got that. She just got that talent in her blood. Um, So she put out an album called Honestly in 2017 but you know it falls in the grammys eligibility period so it got nominated uh so one of the songs off that album got nominated for a grammy um and you know you know this is thinking outside the boom box i wanted to you know introduce you to some songs that you might not have heard before so the song of the week for this week um is from layla hathaway's honestly album and the song is called why oh why 
So that was Y.O.Y. by Layla Hathaway off of her album. Honestly, definitely go check out um, that song. And check out the album, too. Um, You know, the album was a little different from the music that she's typically doing. Like, she typically does, you know, kind of traditional R&B. Um, but in this one, she switches it. She, excuse me, she switched it up. Um, it was a lot less instrumentation. She was using a lot of like digital, electronic sounds. Um, and yeah, it was a different vibe from her than we're used to. But you know, why oh why? You know, she still brought the same vocals that you know we expect from you know the five-time Grammy winner. So yeah, she held it down. Um, so yeah, that was the song of the week. Let's jump into the press play segment. Um, as you know, the press play segment is separated into three parts. The first, things that you should check out. Um, this is, uh, where I keep you hip to, you know, new music videos, songs, performances that you definitely need, um, to keep on your radar. You need to check out, um, the rumor mill and announcements. This is, you know, new tour dates, um, you know, announcements from artists that, you know, may not be completely verified or, you know, things floating in the rumor mill um, that, you know, you should know about just so, you know, when something hits you, comes out of the blue by surprise, you know, you can say that, oh, Ahmad, he, you know, he had an inkling this was coming. You know, he was he was in the rumor mill. He let us know. Um, and then there's the upcoming recently released albums. These are projects that were released within the past couple weeks um, and projects that are to be released within the next month that you should definitely be looking forward to. So things you should check out. Um, short week this week, uh, the news cycle uh, for hip-hop and R&B was definitely dominated by the Grammys and and Instagram, you know, a story that dominated um we'll talk about that in a little bit um so one of the first things you should check out no name she dropped her album uh room 25 this year and one of the songs i believe it's track two is called black exploitation and she dropped a music video for it um it was a dope music video it really hit on you know the the themes of the song um, it featured this like black kid who was like a giant, well, giant as in like you know, like Godzilla terrorizing the city. It was like a giant black baby, um, rolling through the city just playing. But then they were showing all these white people who were terrified of this black baby who was just playing around in the street, even though it was a giant. Uh, it's a it was a cool video. It was a cool video. Definitely check that out. It was directed by No Name. I'm pretty sure. So that was also dope for her. Tiny Desk, NPR, as you know, um, man, they do so many of these. I swear, I feel like I explain Tiny Desk every single week. Um, but Tiny Desk, NPR, um, they have these intimate performances in the NPR offices. They bring artists there to perform for the employees, um, and they perform like three or four intimate songs uh, for the employees. And it's really dope because you get to see different sides of artists, get to see them perform works that you know you may not have heard before, different covers or things like that. So there's two this week. First is her. You know, she's coming off, you know, some Grammy nominations. And so she rolled up to the NPR offices. She had been there before when Daniel Caesar did his. She showed up um, for them to do the duet uh, best part. Um, this time she was rolling solo. I mean, except with her band. Um, and she she performed like three or four songs. And this is a dope, dope performance. Um, the Tiny Desk performances really brings out the best in the artists. In the artists. Um, every artist that has been on it that I've known about and that I like, they have always brought the heat. Like It's like they just don't want to disappoint NPR or something. It's always good. Uh, Wu-Tang, they showed up. Um, and they did something a little different. They just did like a 20 minute medley of like Wu Tang classics in their songs. So you definitely need to check that out if you're a hip hop head. Um, Wu Tang at Tiny Desk, just, you know, performing their real, real hits. Um, Meek Mill, uh, dropped off the music video for the intro of his album Championship. So that's the song where he samples In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. And yo, it's lit. Like, the energy is there. He's got his boys with him. Like, the it's fire. Like, it matches the energy of the song. Um, it's a dope video. Definitely check that out. Um, Room Millen announcements. First up, 21 Savage um, is dropping an album. And he, he announced... So he revealed the album cover 
um, and the title. And the title is called I Am Greater Than I Was. I imagine that's how it it's I am and then a greater than carrot and then I was. So he might be calling it something else, but I'm going to say I am greater than I was. Um, this is this will be his uh, second studio album. Um, so, you know, we'll we'll see how this goes. We'll see how this goes. Um, you know, I guess technically he did that without warning album with uh, Offset and Metro Boomin. But as far as studio albums go. Um, this is his second solo project behind Issa album. Um, so we'll see. Um, I think it has the potential to be, you know, something different. I feel like 21 Savage has kind of been bringing a, you know, he's been switching up a little bit here and there on the features we've heard from him recently. So I'm interested to see what his second album sounds like. Uh, Vince Staples announced a new tour, the smile you're on camera tour. Um, you know, he just dropped off his FM album this year. Um, he's bringing Buddy and JPEG Mafia on select tour dates. Um, it kicks off February 1st in Tucson, Arizona. He's going all the way through April 3rd in Pomona, California. He's hitting all the big spots. So, um, in the podcast newsletter, if you go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com, uh, put your email in the right-hand side. You'll get the newsletter every week when the podcast episode drops or you can just go to the newsletter tab on thinking outside the boombox.com and see it there everything i talk about in the press play segment um will be in the newsletter so uh check that out little wayne i mentioned maybe a couple weeks ago maybe last week that Lil wayne um is going on tour the i ain't shit without you tour um and it was going to be four stops and you had to go to a link and vote to get your city like for him to come to your city um voting is over and he announced the four cities that um he will be touring and so he's gonna go to houston on december 17th so that's you know that's that's soon you know it's like five days from now so it's kind of weird that he's just announcing this um atlanta on the 19th uh dc on the 21st and chicago on the 23rd now i will say i don't i don't really plan on going to the tour because you know money's tight around christmas but i did vote for chicago so you know i'm I'm glad that the city held it down um all of this will also be streaming on title if you can't make it to the tour um shout out to meek mill he got another number one album with championships he moved like two hundred and twenty nine thousand in the first week forty two thousand of those were like traditional albums um shout out to him you know the the Drake effect definitely, I think, helped him out with that, um, you know, with them, you know, making up and they got a they got a song on his album. But, you know, really Meek, Meek did that by himself. It's a dope album. So shout out to him. Uh, Tiana Taylor announced that, you know, she had that Woo mix, uh, the remix of Gonna Love Me from her Keep the Same Energy album. The Woo mix um, had some of the members of Wu-Tang Clan on it. Um, she announced that the video for that song is dropping on Friday, so that's gonna be dope. She did like a, there was a little snippet on her Instagram um, that was tight. You definitely want to check that out. Um. So lastly, well, okay, not lastly. I'll say one more thing before I get to this. So prayers to Ty Dolla Sign. Um, I've talked about how Ty Dolla Sign. And, you know, I think this will show up when we do the award voting. He's been kind of an MVP um, or a six-man, really, a six-man this year with all the things he's been a part of. But prayers to to Ty Dolla Sign. He was indicted on drug felonies, um, cocaine, marijuana, and he is facing up to 15 years in prison. So, it's, it's really not looking good for the boy, Um, you know. Prayers up for him. Hopefully he can make it out of this okay. But it's not looking good. Um, Ty Dolla Sign might be going away for a while. Um, so I'll keep you updated on that. So finally in this in this portion of the segment, let's address this King of R&B situation. This is a hip-hop and R&B podcast. I would be remiss if I did not talk about what has been taking over Instagram for the past week. So Jacquees, um who you may or may not know, you know, you know, honestly, you may not. Cause I was, I was talking to someone and I, you know, was talking about the situation and I mentioned Jacquees and they were, they were struggling to even know who I was talking about. So here, I'm going to play you 
a little bit of Jacquees's, um most popular song. You've all heard it, and as soon as you hear it, you're going to be like, oh, that dude. Um, so this is B.E.D. by Jacquees. So yeah, that's that's Jacquees. Um, B.E.D. is a dope song. Um, probably his most popular. It's a lit song. I really like it. It was one of my favorite songs uh, when I first heard it. Um, I feel like he actually released it last year. Um, but his debut album, 4275, came out this year. And he's got some really good songs on there. Um, his song, You, is probably... Um, wait, is it called You? Dang, I can't even find it. I don't even see it on the track list. Uh, maybe it's not called You. Maybe it's called I Know Better or something like that. Uh, whatever. Anyway, he had he had a nice little album come out. You know, it's it's dope. Um, but anyway, Jacquees got on Instagram story. This is where everybody messes up. Get on Instagram story talking, talking that mess. You know, this is what happened when Tory Lanez was on Instagram story answering questions, and then Joyner Lucas came up, and then that whole thing started. Even though that was dope, I'm not saying that we didn't need that. Um, but Instagram stories is where it always starts. Um, Jacquees got an Instagram story and was like, yo, I'm the king of R&B. In so many words, he was like, nobody else is touching me. I'm the king of R&B. Now, it's funny because this is a dude who on his debut album, he had Trey Songs featured on a song. He had Chris Brown featured on a song. He had Jagged Edge featured on a song. Um, and this wasn't nothing disrespectful. He was just saying, "Oh, I'm the king of R&B right now." Now, I did say that 4275 was his debut album. His debut album came out this year, and he's talking all of this. So, look, needless to say, this opened the floodgates. All, all, all of the R&B niggas got in their feelings, and I'm talking about like the artists. Like, they all got in their feelings, hopped on Instagram, hopped on Twitter, and was like, hold up. Like, y'all, we got Instagram stories and posts from Usher, Eric Bellinger, Chris Brown, Trey Songs, Tyrese, Tank, Jay Holiday. Yes, I said Jay Holiday. Bobby Valentino, I'll Be Sure, Keith Sweat, Jeremiah, Tory Lanez, Pleasure Pete. Look, they all came out the woodworks and was like, yo, Jacquees say he the king of R&B? Nah, let's, let's talk about it. So, I'm going to say, I'm going to address some of the comments that the, the R&B artist said, but before that, I'm just going to give my, my piece. I, I don't think there is one king of R&B in today's R&B landscape. Um, R&B has changed so much. Um, you know, and I actually talked about that in an early, early episode of the podcast called Trap and B. I think it was track number 13 um, or something like that. But R&B has changed. Like, it's not the traditional R&B where, you know, they singing over this, you know, wonderful instrumentation about love and relationships and all of that. Like, there's auto-tune and there's, like, synths and there's auto-tune and there's, you know, sex and there's auto-tune. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a different landscape. Um, and a lot of things, it's not, you know, to be the king of R&B, it's not just about who can sing the best. I mean, if we keeping it funky, like there are a lot of people who can sing really, really well, and nobody's saying that they're the king, you know, the king or queen of R and B. You know what I mean? Like Jennifer Hudson can blow, she can blow, but is anybody saying that she's the queen of R and B right now? No, it takes a lot more. It takes, you know, uh, so it takes singing ability, it takes live singing ability, it takes album success and sales, it takes the ability to, like, you know, really craft, you know, a cohesive project, like, there's so much that goes into it, so, if we're talking about who, you know, Michael Jackson and Prince, you know, were the kings of R&B, they're both dead now, R.I.P., um, but they were the kings. If we're talking about after that, and we're talking about all those factors that I just mentioned. Now, before I say this, you know, my wife was making this point. She was like, well, if we want to take a moral stand on it, then we can eliminate all of them. But it's not about, it's not about like, you know, the moral aspect. This, this argument was just about 
you know, the music. And if we're being real, I know that R. Kelly is a, you know, despicable human being for all of the things that he has done over the years. That's just facts. I don't know why anybody can even deny that anymore. Like, you just can't. You just can't. But if we're talking music, when it comes to the catalog, the ability, um, you know, the the ability to sing live, like the talent, when it comes down to all of that, R. Kelly is the king of R&B. His music speaks for himself. He is the king of R&B. Now, ain't nobody trying to claim him because he's terrible. Um, after him, honestly, I got to put Usher up there. If we're talking about the metrics that I mentioned, like it's not just about singing. Usher's not the best singer, but when you talk about everything put together, like performances, live shows, like success of albums, uh, uh, what's the ability to like stay in the game for for a long time, like you know this durability in the game, like you know all of that comes in. I say Usher is next, and then you know honestly for this generation, it's it's up for grabs. You can't discount Chris Brown for how popular he's been for so long. Um, you know his live singing is a bit to be admired. You can say the same of Trey songs, but the success speaks for them, for itself. Um, but at the same time, there is no one king. Um, but I do want to say this, Jeremiah, sit down, bro. I, I I like I like Jeremiah's music, but the fact that he even posted in this in, in this debate, I need I need you. Like, you know this this came down to a lot of the like. Oh, Ty, Tyrese was one of the dudes that came out and said some. This came down to a lot of the old heads, like you know, talking down on the young R and B dudes and like. You know, come on, we don't need that. Like, it's it's no point in that. Like, people coming out of the woodworks, like Jay Holiday. Look, let me tell you the best part about this whole thing was Jay Holiday posted a video. You know, basically talking about we talking about kings of R and B. He he said something like, "There's only one king of R and B," and uh, or the number one. He he sold like twenty million first first album or something like that. He said number two. I don't remember. He he was speaking in riddles. Like he didn't say nobody's names, but but he also insinuated that he was on the list. But the funniest part is while he was recording this Instagram video, some woman came up to him and was like, "Are you the valet?" Bruh. And he didn't stop the video and start over. He kept going. Bruh, that whole moment just took out everything you had to say we ain't seen you since since suffocate since bed like <laughs> and you out here you ain't came you ain't even getting recognized i wouldn't have recognized you if i saw you in walmart fam like <laughs> like get out of here with that jeremiah sit down you're not in this conversation there's a lot of people who you know who made some good points tory lanes came out and was like yo like like let the young dudes like be confident. Like that's what that's what you want them to do. But you can't. All these people coming out of the woodwork who ain't made songs in years, trying to talk about this King of R and B situation. And that's facts. You like sit down with that Jay Holiday. Like come on. Um, Bobby Valentino uh, had a good point in his video. He was like, look. He was like the R and B like artists the male r&b artists they don't even really like it's always a competition they don't even really like chop it up like we don't have like a like a community he was like what we really need to do is let's all go on tour together um you're gonna bring out a bunch of different type of fans and then let the people decide you know who's the best and that's a great idea but he was like but we're not gonna do it because everybody is you know all up in their feelings and all of that and I was like, man, that's that's real. Apparently, the the R and B artists are real catty. That's what it that's what it seems like. And it showed when you see the amount of people that showed out on Instagram after Jacquees made this statement, being passive aggressive, being petty, like it was ridiculous. And it's like I see what Bobby Valentino's talking about. Like Eric Bellinger and Usher made an Instagram video where Eric Bellinger was just like, yo, this is crazy, and Usher just in the background like. He didn't say a word. He was just laughing. Like, 
like look, let's be real like I don't I don't have anything against Jacquees for being confident but of course you're not the king of R&B bro like you've met you've had one album like you got to put your time in like that's real but it was it was just getting out of hand it was just getting out of hand so that's that's I just wanted to address that I don't think that there is like one you know, one king. If we had to choose one, I think R. Kelly's catalog speaks for itself. But you know, problematic. Um, Usher, you know, also problematic. He's out here giving people to hurt. But musically, you know, I th- I would say musically, you know, after Michael Jackson and Prince, those two have definitely they deserve their names up there. Um, after that, it's it's almost a free for all. Um, but yeah, I think this is I think this, you know, conversation is kind of over. I don't think anything's going to come of it. I would love for them to all do a tour and try and like, you know, link up and try and, you know, really prove something um cuz R&B needs something like that, but yeah, had to address it. Um upcoming and recently released albums um man, it was it was a real slow week. For music, I don't think a lot came out last week. Hold on one second. I really need to need to check just to make sure. Oh, Ice Cube dropped a new album called Everything's Corrupt. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to listen to it yet um, just because, uh, you know, the cutoff for uh, the cutoff for the awards um, that we're doing just ended. So I've been, you know brushing up i also got my top 50 list coming next week um but i'll i definitely listen to it before next week uh gucci Mane dropped off his evil genius album um xxx tentacion dropped off a skins album posthumously or posthumously i think um but that was about it last week offset is supposed to be dropping his solo project on friday no title yet still to be announced uh, Vic Mensa's dropping off Hooligans on Friday as well. Um, so that's it for the Press Play segment. After a short break, I'll be right back with the Dig Deeper segment. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. It is now time for the Dig Deeper segment. And as I mentioned at the top of the episode, this week um, we're talking about the Grammys. Um, The Grammys are set to air in February of 2019, and they have announced the nominations for the 61st Annual Grammy Awards Show. Um, So let's jump right into it. Um, The Grammys are historically, and especially over the past decade, um, been known for, you know, really getting it wrong. Like, not a lot of diversity um, as far as gender, also as far as in the big four categories, as far as um, uh, gender, race. Um, but they, you know, they've been making, you know, some strides in the past, I would say, two shows. Um but one of the issues that the Grammys has had for years, but is a problem nonetheless, is their eligibility period. So the eligibility period for the Grammys that will air in February of 2019 is from October 1st, 2017 to September 30th, 2018. So, you know, we're going to be in 2019 talking about albums that came out like a year and a half ago like two calendar years ago, like it it can cause the show to seem outdated. Um, It's why albums like Reputation by Taylor Swift were eligible for nominations while music from the fourth quarter of this year were not because everything cuts off at September 30th. Um, So, you know, that's a thing that's always going to be odd. You know, it led to controversy with Cardi not being nominated for, uh, best new artist last year, even though Bodak Yellow had come out, and then now she couldn't be nominated for best new artist this year because she had been nominated for something else last year, and that's just how it works. So it's you know it's weird stuff with the timeline. Um, but this year, leading the nominations, um, uh, and we're talking about the big four categories and also hip hop and R and B. But I think leading the total nominations, you got Kendrick with eight. 
uh, from a lot of the Black Panther stuff. Drake's got seven. Hers got five. Childish Gambino's got five. Cardi B's got four, I believe. Um, some big changes earlier this summer, the Grammys increased the number of nominations for the big four categories. So that's album of the year, record of the year, song of the year, best new artist from five nominations to eight. So now there's eight in each category, which man makes it a lot harder for these artists to get the win. Um, and also a lot harder to pick, um, who the winners are. So, um, let's jump right into it. Let's start with album of the year. So, um, if you win album of the year, that Grammy goes to everybody who worked on your album. So featured artists, songwriters, producers, engineers, mixers, they all get a Grammy if you win album of the year. So that's dope. Um, nominees are Cardi B, Invasion of Privacy, By the Way, I Forgive You by uh, Brandy Carlisle. Scorpion, Drake, Her, by Her, Beer Bongs and Bentleys by Post Malone, Dirty Computer by, um, I'm tweaking, Janelle Monet, Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves, and Black Panther the Album by Kendrick Lamar and TDE. Um, so, a lot of a lot of different types of stuff in there. The people that, you know, I personally, you know, albums that I didn't listen to and won't listen to. By the way, I forgive you, Brandy Carlisle, that's a folk singer. Um Casey Musgraves, Golden Hour, she's a country singer. I'm I'm not going to listen to the album cuz I don't think I need to. I don't think <laughs> this sorry to my my country fans, my folk fans, but I don't think those albums are going to be good enough you know, to beat any of the other albums I mentioned. So I'm not too, not too worried about, you know, not listening to them before I make these decisions. Um, stack category, you know, Drake's in there, you know, he's the, he's the, the king of selling records. Post Malone for sure got in there off of sales alone. Beer Bongs and Bentley had an incredible year. Um, it broke streaming records on Spotify the day of its release um i think within 24 hours um it had like 78.7 million streams globally 47 or like 48 million in the u.s um it debuted at number one 461,000 album equivalent units in the first week um 153,000 of those coming from like traditional like pure sales it was the largest week of the year for an album um surpassing more life which had previously held that record it 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 did crazy crazy numbers it's it's gone i believe double platinum it's it's wild it's wild it also broke the record for the most simultaneous top 20 entries on the billboard hot 100 he had nine songs in the top 20 the previous record was six by the beatles and j cole so that is why post if you're i know you're wondering why post malone got nominated for album of the year that's why um her like it's so incredible that her got nominated for album of the year like these album of the year nominations were they were not going to like like we had to for a while struggle to get like one or two, you know, of our people, you know, represented in these album of the year. Um in any of these big four categories. Like they were typically going to, you know, not people of color. Um, but you know, like I said, they've been making changes in these categories in the past couple of years. Last year, of the twenty nominations for the big four categories, sixteen of them were people of color. Um, so, you know, they increased the number of nominations between the big four from 20 to 32, since there's eight in each category now. So I made it hard to keep up those numbers, but still over half of the nominations are people of color and almost 60% are women. The best new artists, seven out of eight of the nominations for best new artists are women. Five out of eight of the nom nominees for album of the year are women. So there's definitely still progress in that regard. And at the same token, like, they're clearly doing some cleanup because, you know, last year the Grammys, 
Like, they caught some flack after the awards last year because of the lack of women that won. And the head of the academy, he made some comments um, basically saying that they needed to step it up or something like that. Um, that he he got a lot of heat over it, as he should have. Um, so they're clearly doing some cleanup here with that. But, you know, these women still definitely deserve it. And, you know, these four awards, like I mentioned every year, these are the big guns of the Grammys. Like, winning one of these means that the artist gets to give a speech during the primetime broadcast and have a picture of them, you know, with the trophy all over the Internet. Um, It also increases sales, definitely, for artists who receive the awards during the live show. Um, It's called the Grammy Effect. Like, since 2001, the Album of the Year Award has bumped sales by at least 50% and sometimes by more than 900%. So, definitely a big deal. So, predictions. Um, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Um, I don't, I, my prediction is that Black Panther wins it. Um, I just think, I just think that's what's going to happen. Um, they're, they're going to get recognized for sure. Um, in some way at these award show because of how good that soundtrack was, I mean, you know, I honestly feel like they're still trying to make stuff up to Kendrick after what happened with the Macklemore year. Um, but just looking at, you know, these four projects, um, it's dope that Janelle Monet was nominated for Dirty Computer. This is her seventh um, and eighth nomination. She got nominated for Pink Music Video as well um, this year. Post Malone will not win Album of the Year. Um, and for reference, Bruno Mars won it last year. Um, I don't think Scorpion deserves to win Album of the Year. Um, yeah, I've got to give it to the Black Panther album. You know, the Grammys will be making a statement, um, definitely with that one. I'm locking that one in. Uh, I'm going to say Black Panther. Now, I didn't do too well with these predictions last year because, you know, the Grammys decided I, I got excited that they had made all this progress with the nominations. And then the winners, not so much. Bruno Mars walked away with three of the big four categories. That's insane. That's insane. And and maybe, I mean, he wasn't a new artist, so that's the only reason he didn't walk away with that one. But album of the year, record of the year, and song of the year, like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> and I like Bruno Mars, but that's that shouldn't have happened. Um, So, you know, every year we're like, maybe this is the year where they make the right decision. I don't know. Um, Shout out to her. It's great that at this point in her career, she has five nominations. That's, that's wild. Um, I'm going to go with... Black Panther, the album, uh, winning album of the year. Record of the year. Now, there's always a confusion between record of the year and song of the year, so I'm going to clear it up again. Record of the year is about the recording. Like, it's about the production, the vocals, you know, and the, like, tone of the song, and how all of that comes together for, like, you know, the packaged song. Song of the year is literally just about songwriting, so they're not, they're not t- looking at, like, you know, how it sounds. It's about the written words. It's about songwriting. So Record of the Year nominees, I Like It, Cardi B, uh, Bad Bunny and J Balvin, The Joke by Brandy Carlisle, This Is America by Childish Gambino, God's Plan by Drake, Shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, All the Stars by Kendrick Lamar and SZA, Rockstar by Post Malone and 21 Savage, The Middle by Zed, Marin Morris, and Gray. Um, the only song out of this that I hadn't heard was the joke by Brandy Carlisle. The middle song is that. Won't you meet me in the middle? That one. Um, so this is again. This isn't about songwriting. This is about like the you know the recording, the vocal, the vocals, like the production. Um, you know, I was torn between this one because this, uh, the A Star is Born movie, that's where the shallow song, it was the main song that Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper sing in that movie. It's a, it's a really good song. And, um, the Grammys does not shy away from giving, you know, Grammys to, you know, these type of nominations, you know, coming from a movie, that type of thing, big stars in it. Um, 
this one, you know, every now and then I have a category where I'm like, look, it's going to be one of these two. It depends on how the Grammy's feeling. It's tough to make these predictions because I have who I think should win, and then I have who I think they're going to pick. So I think record of the year will go to either The Middle or Shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Um, I don't think the production of like All the Stars, God's Plan, Rockstar, This Is America, I like it. I don't think they're... I don't think they're enough to surpass to surpass the hard on that the Grammy, like the Academy will have over that shallow song by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Also, the middle, that's a super catchy song, you know, a super catchy pop song. And, you know, the Grammys, they really love those. So I'm going with those two. Song of the year. Again, songwriters award. All the stars, Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Booed up, LMA. God's plan, Drake. In My Blood, Shawn Mendes. The Joke, Brandy Carlisle. The Middle, Zed, Marin Morris Gray. Shallow, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. This is America, Childish Gambino. Um, this is going to Shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. It's a songwriter's award. I go down that list and I'm like, they're going to have a hard on for this Shallow song. Like The fact that it was nominated because it was released right in the eligibility period. Like I'm pretty sure the movie hadn't even come out yet. I'm pretty sure the soundtrack hadn't even come out yet, but they released this song early because they wanted it to get some Grammy buzz. They're going to have a hard one over this. Um, this is America. I get such good feelings about that song because of the music video and the meaning behind it, but this is a songwriter's award. Lyrically, like even though we we know what he's talking about, if you're just talking about the songwriting the lyrics, like I don't think this is a Grammy-winning song. Neither is God's plan. All the stars may be booed up. I don't know. I don't I don't think they're gonna be able to topple this Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper collaboration. I think that's winning song of the year. It's possible that it wins song of the year and record of the year, for sure. Um it happened last year with Bruno Mars, you know. It those two categories end up nominating a lot of the songs a lot of the same songs anyway, with like a few variations. Um because, you know, if it's getting nominated for a Grammy, sometimes it's not likely that the song and the the production aren't equally as good. Best New Artist, like I said, seven women out of these eight nominations. Chloe and Halle, um, technically eight women, I guess, out of these, like, nine total people since Chloe and Halle is a group. Uh, Luke Combs, Greta Van Fleet, Her, Dua Lipa, Margot Price, B.B., Rex High? I don't know how to say that. And Georgia Smith. Um, I think this is going to her. Um, I'm trying to think like the Academy. Her got nominated for five Grammys. I think it's impossible that she's not going to walk away with one. She had a great year. Her visibility increased tremendously. Um, and I forgot to mention. So Best New Artist, you know, the way the Grammy considers it is... In the eligibility year, so from October 1st, 2017 to September 30th, 2018, did the artist achieve a breakthrough into the public consciousness and notably impact the music musical landscape? So if they released like a breakout project in the eligibility period, you know, and, you know, their visibility was increased by a lot, that's how you can get nominated for Best New Artist. And that's definitely her. You know, she had been... You know, just like an Apple Music or Spotify artist, you know, where everybody, you know, just heard her, maybe had heard of her. Nobody knew really who she was. But then she dropped that her project focus blew up. And, you know, I would this is a tough category. Chloe and Halle, um, their album was very good. Georgia Smith, same. But I think. I think her's walking away with at least two Grammys and with looking at the one she's nominated for, I think this is one of the ones that's it's safe to say she could get. Let's jump into R&B. Best R&B performance. Now, um, performance, this is kind of the same thing. So there's best, the R&B categories are best R&B performance, best traditional R&B performance, best R&B song, best urban contemporary album, best R&B album. So let's start with... Best R&B album, they're talking about, like, traditional R&B. They're talking about, like, you know, 
you know, what you think of when you think traditional R&B. Like, so, like, Let Us See, Layla Hathaway, uh, Tony Braxton, that those type of albums. Best urban contemporary album is, like, modern R&B. So your trapping bees are going to end up in urban contemporary. Um, song versus performance is the same coin. Uh, best R&B song, anything like song, that's a songwriter's award. Um, best R&B like performance is about the music. So again, just like record of the year, song of the year, best performance is always talking about like the production, the vocals, how all of that comes together. A song is talking about songwriting. Then there's traditional R&B performance, still talking about the music, but traditional is talking about like old school R&B. It's it's like not urban contemporary. It's you know like that you know the old school like legacy type R&B. So best R&B performance, um, that's talking about um, like your modern R&B performance. It's very confusing. They love to confuse people with their categories. But nominees for best R&B performance. So this is music, and it's talking about modern R&B. Long As I Live um, by Tony Braxton. Technically, that should be in traditional. That doesn't even make sense. Tony Braxton is nominated for best R&B album. That should be traditional. Whatever. they The Grammys don't know what they're doing. Um, Long As I Live by Tony Braxton, Summer by The Carters, Beyonce and Jay-Z, Y.O.Y., the song I played you for the song of the week by Layla Hathaway, Best Part, Her and Daniel Caesar, First Began by P.J. Morton. So I've got two things to say for this. P.J. Morton, so he's a he's the son of like a you know famous preacher, uh, Bishop Paul S. Morton, I think is his name, gospel singer. Um, PJ Morton sings R&B, although I always thought that he was a gospel singer, but I must have been confusing him for his dad. He clearly knows how to game the system. So he put out an album called Gumbo. It was released in April of 2017. It got nominated for Best R&B Album. Um, the song First Began got nominated for Best R&B Song at last year's Grammy Grammys. He didn't win either of those. A year later, he released Gumbo Unplugged, which was just a live version of the album. Now, that album is nominated for Best R&B Album of this year, and First Began, the live version, is nominated for Best R&B Performance. He also got a nomination for Best Traditional R&B Performance. So he just re-released the same album that got him nominated for two Grammys as a live album, and then got nominated for three more Grammys. What? <laughs> Bruh, like, he knows how to game the system. Like, that's wild. I really got confused because I saw First Began on here and I was like, wait, wasn't that nominated last year? It's because this is the live version. So I think this Grammy is going to Layla Hathaway for Y.O.Y., the song of the week. Um, look, Layla Hathaway has won five Grammys, one in this best R&B performance category in 2014, three back to back to back in the traditional R&B performance category. And also she won one for best R&B album. So she's no stranger to winning and the Academy knows her. And it's also like the best song out of the ones nominated. So I think Y.O.Y. should win best R&B performance. Um, best traditional R&B performance. So this is more my, uh, tr like traditional old school R&B uh, sounding you know, type songs. But remember, it's about the music, the vocals and all that. Uh, Bet Ain't Worth the Hand by Leon Bridges. Don't Fall Apart on Me Tonight by Betty LeVette. Honest by Major. How Deep Is Your Love by P.J. Morton featuring Yebba, also from this live album, and Made for Love by Charlie Wilson featuring Layla Hathaway. In the traditional R&B performance category, I've always got to put my money on Layla Hathaway, and because she is featured in this Charlie Wilson song, and because I also think it's the better song out of these five, I think Leon Bridges' song, Bet Ain't Worth the Hand, is a close second. I wouldn't be surprised if it wins, but Charlie Wilson, you know like elder you know statesman in the game Layla Hathaway who's won back to back to back for, of, in this category um, I'm saying Made for Love wins it best R&B song so this is a songwriter's award Booed Up by LMA Come Through and Chill by Miguel J. Cole Salam Remy Feels Like Summer Childish Gambino Focus by Her Long As I Live by Tony Braxton these are all great songs um Come Through and Chill, this is a Songwriters Award. 
this song will always be tainted to me because J. Cole, that second verse where he came through and just started talking about police killings and, like, Trump, it was weird. Like, not to take away from the message, but, like, there was a line in here where he was like, you always on my mind, like, police killings and like it was just like bruh this is not a this song supposed to be like sexy like like come through and chill like 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 give me in the mood but like you you killed it bruh and like it's a dope verse like it's you know it's it's nice like lyrically like he kills it as usual but the vibe he threw the vibe off um i don't think that's winning um personally i think this is a this is a race between Focus by her and Buddha by Ella May. Um Tony Braxton's song is dope. Um but I don't think it's it's going to be able to beat the popularity of the other two because that also you know fa- factors in to these uh feels like summer by Childish Gambino lyrically he doesn't say much in that song. I don't think that's going to get it. <sighs> My gut reaction is Focus by her just because I think she's going to get at least two Grammys. I think this is a good one to give her best R&B song. Focus is a great song. But then when I just think about the impact of Boot Up and how all over the place it was, this could be a toss-up. I think it's either going to her or Ella May. If I had to, had to put money down, I would say Focus by her. Uh, Best Urban Contemporary Album. So this is like modern R&B. Contemporary R&B. We got Everything is Love by The Carters, The Kids Are Alright by Chloe and Hallie, Chris Dave and the Drumheads by Chris Dave and the Drumheads, War and Leisure by Miguel, and then Ventriloquism by Michelle and Dick and Decchio Cello. Um I think this is going to the Carters, Beyonce and Jay-Z, because, you know, I don't think they're gonna win any of the other categories they were nominated for. Um, it wasn't as many as usual, but I think I think they're just gonna walk away with something because of who they are. Honestly, I think that's how the Grammys works, um, and I think this is the one for them. Um, who do I think should get it? I think Chloe and Halle should get this. Chris Dave and the Drumheads also had a really good album. So Chris Dave, he's a drummer from Houston who is he has drummed from for everybody, for Mint Condition, Maxwell, Robert Glasper, Adele, D'Angelo, Justin Bieber, Anderson Pac on the Malibu album, and so much more. Um, he, his album, you know, he's drummed jazz, gospel, hip-hop, and the album, you know, him and, you know, his his band, it really showcases that. It reminds me, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast from the beginning, you know how I feel about Robert Glasper and how good his R&B albums are. He's a piano player, and he gets all these people together, kind of like DJ Khaled, and makes these these wonderful songs um, with based around piano melodies with all these different singers coming in. Chris Dave's album was like that, except the drums are the standout, because he's a drummer, and the drumheads are drummers. Um, but he got some cool features on there. Anderson Pac was featured on there twice. Sir is on there two or three times. Anna Wise. Like, it's a dope album. Um... But I think this is going to the Carters because they are the Carters. Best R&B album, Sex and Cigarettes by Tony Braxton. Good Thing by Leon Bridges. Honestly by Layla Hathaway. Her by Her. Gumbo Unplugged Live by PJ Morton. Um, By my predictions, Layla would have already won too. Her would have already won too. Uh, possibly one if Ella May walks away with it. Um... I think they're going to show a lot of love to her. I'm I'm going her best R&B album. That's what I think. Close second, Layla Hathaway. Um, because she's dope and that album was a departure from her typical sound and she killed it. Um, let's jump into rap to finish it up. Best rap performance. So again, performance. This is talking about music, vocals, not songwriting. Be Careful by Cardi B. Nice For What by Drake. King's Dead by Kendrick Lamar, J-Rock, Future, James Blake, Bubbling, Anderson Pac, Sicko Mode, Travis Scott, Drake, Big Hawk, Sway Lee. I think this is going to Sicko Mode. If we're talking about, you know, performance and production for sure, I think Sicko Mode kills all of these. It's it's a tough category because Nice For What is in there. And honestly, 
if Sicko Mode, like Drake could stop Travis Scott and Drake from getting this award. Because, you know, Nicer Wood had that Lauryn Hill sample. You know, the it, it's a dope song in general. One of the most popular songs off of Scorpion. Um, so, like, Drake could stop Travis Scott from getting a Grammy with Drake. But, I mean, the beat switches on Sicko Mode, Tay Keith, and just, like, the way all those producers came together to create, you know, this this song that has really taken over you know, rap since Astroworld has come out, I think, I, I think that Sicko Mode deserves this Grammy. Um, but if anybody is going to take it away from Travis Scott and Drake, it's going to be Drake for Nice or What. Best rap song performance. This is an interesting category. It's like a song that contains elements of R&B melodies and rap. Um, it could be a solo or a collaborative performance. So if you just sing and rap in it, you could get it. So this is America by Childish Gambino is nominated. Uh, Pretty Little Fears, Black and J. Cole, Like I Do, Christina Aguilera and Gold Link, All the Stars, Kendrick Lamar and SZA, Rockstar, Post Malone and 21 Savage. Um, I think they're going to show some more love to uh, Kendrick, the Black Panther project. I think All the Stars gets this. Um, I feel like Gambino didn't really sing enough in This is America to get this this one. Pretty Little Fears is dope, but, you know, if we're comparing it to all the stars, I don't know. <laughs> Rockstar, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know if that goat singing Post Malone does is going to get the job done for this. I think this is going to all the stars. It's the better song out of these. Uh, best Rap Song, this is about songwriting. God's Plan by Drake, King's Dead, Kendrick Lamar, J-Rock, Future James Blake, Lucky You, Eminem, Joyner Lucas, Sicko Mode, Travis Scott, Drake, Big Hawk, Sway Lee, Win by J-Rock. Shout out to J-Rock for getting a nomination here. Um, you know, solo. I think this is going to King's Dead. If we're talking about songwriting, this is the more... It's tough because, you know, Eminem is on here and, you know, he's one of the most technical lyricists out there and Joyner Lucas just want to mention it's very funny that Tory Lanez was making fun of how Joyner Lucas didn't have he like made a song with Eminem and he doesn't have any plaques and now Joyner Lucas is nominated for two Grammys because of um this and also his music video so funny how that came around Tory Lanez can't really say anything about that um this is talking about lyrics God's plan doesn't have it Wind doesn't have it. Sicko mode, uh, not compared to the other two. This is going to come down to King's Dead and Lucky You, Eminem, and Joyner. Um, it'd be dope to see Joyner get a Grammy. Um, I think this is going to King's Dead. Best rap album. Invasion of Privacy, Cardi B. Swimming, Mac Miller, RP. Victory Lap, Nipsey Hussle. Daytona, Pusha T. Astroworld, Travis Scott. Now look. We're going to talk about all five of these albums in two weeks when I drop my top 25 list. I, I can already guarantee you all five of these albums will be on the list. Um, best rap album. All of these are, are great additions, but I think they're going to give Cardi B her flowers uh, while she can still smell them. You know, uh, as far as Grammys goes, if you know what I mean. Um I think Cardi B gets the Grammy for Best Rap Album. Invasion of Privacy was an incredible debut. It will be highly ranked on my list for sure. Haven't, you know, figured it all out yet, but it will be up there. Um, incredible debut. Shattered our expectations. Shattered everybody's expectations. I think Cardi B gets her Grammy for Best Rap Album. Uh, and then Miscellaneous Best Music Video. I feature this because it's mostly, it's all R&B and uh, that's another thing I want to mention. Sorry to backtrack. Best Urban Contemporary Album under the R&B category. Everything is Loved by the Carters. I consider that to be a hip-hop album. Uh, I didn't really consider that to be R&B, but, you know, it got the nomination and it will probably win. So um, the other thing to remember is that, like, you have to submit your projects um, under for the Grammys. And so I don't know if, if you submit something under hip-hop, if the Grammys thinks it's more something that they can move it, or if you didn't submit it under that certain category that it won't get nominated. I don't know, but you submit your your stuff to get nominated for different categories. Uh, best music video, you got Ape Shit by The Carters, This Is America by Childish Gambino, I'm Not Racist by Joyner Lucas, Pink by Janelle Monet, and Mumbo Jumbo by Tierra Whack. All great music videos. Um, 
I think I'm not racist and this is America need to battle to like like for the votes for this. But because this is the Grammys and they're not going to give us what we want and because the Carters were all up in the Louvre with, you know, all that art, you know, going crazy, I think Apeshit is going to win this. I do because, you know, I think they're going to give them some Grammys. Um, but there are a lot of ways that it could shake shake out. Maybe they'll be like, yo, uh, we'll give them best music video. We'll give the Carters best music video so then we won't give them Best Urban Contemporary Album, we'll give that to Chloe and Halle or Chris Dave and the Drumheads. Or maybe we will give them Best Urban Contemporary and we'll give music video to Childish Gambino or Joyner Lucas. I completely believe that they they look at things like that. It's not 100% this is what deserves the album, it's politics. And we talk about that every year and that's why we're always disappointed because we're always disappointed at politics, even in like in like in the nation. Like that's just that's just what it is. Um so just some other categories to keep an eye on. They're not going to be a part of the predictions. Um, Quincy Jones or Whitney Houston could win, uh, po- uh, posthumously for Whitney Houston, for Best Music Film. Uh, Ziggy Marley could win Best Reggae Album for Rebellion Rises after Damian Marley won it last year. Sting and Shaggy could also win it for 44, 876. Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock could win Best Comedy Album. Uh, the Hidden Figure soundtrack... Uh, Wait, sorry. That's last year. I forgot to delete that. I'm tweaking. Um, <laughs> Black Panther could get best score soundtrack for visual media. Um, Miguel could get best song written for visual media for Remember Me from Coco. Kendrick Lamar's SZA could also get it for All the Stars from Black Panther. Producer of the Year non-classical classical could go to Boy Wanda. He did Be Careful by Cardi B, Diplomatic Immunity by Drake, Friends by The Carters, uh, Heard About Us by The Carters, God's Plan by Drake, Lucky You, Eminem, Joyner Lucas, Mob Ties by Drake, No Limit, g Easy with ASAP and Cardi B. Uh, Kanye could get it for all the albums he produced this year. Pharrell could get it for Ape Shit by The Carters, Man of the Woods by Justin Timberlake, No One Ever Really Dies, N.E.R.D., Stir Fry by Migos, Sweetener by Ariana Grande. So, a lot to look out for there. And then finally, the snubs. I don't have as many as last year, but I do have a constant. J. Cole. I mean, even though he got nominated for the Come Through and Chill uh, song with Miguel, why was K.O.D. not nominated for Best Rap Album? And and maybe Album of the Year, if we're being real. Um, it's the second year in a row that he got snubbed um, in those categories. Um, and it's even more unbelievable because K.O.D. was so good. Um, you know, and as far as we know, it's possible his team didn't submit KOD, which I guess I could believe. Maybe he, like, you know, doesn't care about the Grammy nominations. He didn't submit anything. But if it was submitted, it's pretty unconscionable that KOD didn't get nominated. But that is it. That is the Grammy nominations uh, for this year and my predictions. I went four for 14 out of all those categories. Last year, because the Grammys was tripping, the year before that, I did a lot better. I think I would have like a 70-80% clip. Um, so we'll see what happens this year. Um, they're getting better with diversity. We'll see if they get better with the diversity of winners. Um, that is it for the episode. Um, you know what it is. Subscribe, rate, and review um, on wherever you listen to the podcast. Tell your friends. Um, next week... This is where we really get into it. I'm coming back with the top. I increased it. It was top 40 generally this year because all the music that came out. It will be the top 50 songs of 2018. The week after that, I'm dropping the top 25 uh, albums of 2018. Um, So that's Wednesday, December 19th, and then Wednesday, December 26th, day after Christmas. And that should close out the year. And then... uh, First week of January, I'll come back with the most anticipated albums of 2019. And then I'm pretty sure I'm going to continue the Meet Dreamville uh, segments. So yeah, uh, content, content, content. You know what it is. This has been Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. Peace.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 